0: This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Visit calhume.org. From KVPR in Fresno. On this week's The Other California, a fourth grader puts his youthful energy into the boxing ring. And
1: then my dad's like, want to go to boxing on Monday, teach you how to fight, but the thing is, if you come and learn how to fight, you can't fight in the streets. I'm like, all right
0: and looking back to a time when oil was king. It was a real gusher. It broke the top of the oil derrick and flowed down the hill, and it flowed for about a month. It's all about dreaming big as we head to the small rural town of Avonall in Kings County. I'm Alice Daniel, and this is El
2: otro
3: California. I live California Canada, California chia
0: California. other I live. in California. California. I live I live the other California. California. Avenal sits on a flat plain in the San Joaquin Valley, surrounded by the Kettleman Hills to the east and the coastal range to the west. It's small enough that there are no suburbs, no sprawl, just neighborhoods anchored by the main street, which is only a few blocks long, but pretty in an old-fashioned movie set kind of way, iron lampposts on the sidewalks, a renovated Art Deco theater. But the action on this Tuesday night at 5.30 isn't here. It's a few blocks away, inside the King's Boxing Club, where a spirited vibe of discipline and determination mixes with a splash of, well, chaos. Jaylene Granados is diligently training at the punching bag before she moves on to weights. But earlier, she missed the daily run with the group.
4: I needed to find my shoes,
0: because I lost them. This boxing club is free, funded by the Police Activities League, and open after school to give kids something to do. Two very dedicated volunteers run it, and the gym has a little cachet. Olympic and professional boxer Jose Ramirez grew up in Avenal, and he cut his boxing teeth right here. Depending on the day, there might be 10 kids training or dozens. Sometimes even the younger siblings show up, like 5-year-old Rosa Marie Zavala, who walks around like she owns the place. Naturally, she finds my microphone interesting. She grabs it to tell me. I'm a boxer. Well, not quite yet, but probably soon. Rosa Marie trails her 10-year-old brother Jordan as he does his rounds. Everyone here seems serious enough about boxing, but Jordan is so serious, he never cracks a smile.
1: I think I will become a professional boxer. I have the potential, and I'm just ready. You have to have, you have to believe in yourself. You have to fast face.
0: Right now, all his faith is going into the speed bag. He starts punching at a slow, rhythmic pace and quickly gets faster and faster. He says he wasn't always this smooth.
1: The first time I did it, I didn't didn't really know. And I would hit it once, and the the second time I would hit it, I would miss. He
0: says a coach showed him what to do.
1: So I just practiced and practiced, and and I got the rhythm that I was liking.
0: That coach was volunteer Ray Knight. He's a retired chief warrant officer with the U.S. Army. He drives a white SUV with a huge red, white, and blue eagle painted on the hood.
2: Okay, now bring it straight down.
0: Up, push. Ray's not from Avenal, but he moved here 17 years ago when he fell in love with a local. He was a boxer in the Army stationed in Germany where he won a title of light middleweight champion in 1978. Now he spends hours every day at the gym helping out the kids, Right now, he's spotting Jordan on the bench press. All
2: the way down. All the way down. Push!
0: Three. Ray turns his attention to another young boxer, and Jordan starts bench pressing by himself. Ray is a gentle coach, but he reacts quickly.
2: I don't want you doing that by yourself, okay? Because if the weight's too heavy and you drop it on you, you're going to get severely injured.
0: This kid, Jordan, he really wants to get better fast so he can do well in competitions. The boxing club participates in Olympic-style boxing tournaments in California and other states. The rounds are short, and kids wear headgear. A year ago, Jordan didn't know much about boxing. But then something happened.
1: Actually, why I came over here is a very weird story.
0: A very weird story that starts with a party and an older kid a fifth grader at the time, who just wouldn't leave Jordan and his brother alone.
1: He were like, he went up to me and, like, he pushed me. So I'm like, oh, he really wants to get hit. I hit him in the stomach and, like, and we left.
0: In the car on the way home, Jordan's dad suggested he take up a new sport.
1: And then my dad's like, want to go to boxing on Monday? Teach you how to fight, but you, the thing is, if you come and learn how to fight, you can't fight in the streets. I'm like, all right.
0: His dad once played on a traveling soccer team, and Jordan says he sometimes coaches him at the gym.
1: So whenever I make a mistake, he just tells me that or I put my hands down, tells me to put my hands up.
0: Jordan works out daily. Here's his schedule.
1: So what I do my whole day is basically go to go to school, get picked up, like chill out my house till so I come over here. And when I come over here, whole different story. Work
0: hard. Work hard. Jordan has a sparring partner at the gym. You've already met her. She's the one who couldn't find her running shoes, Jaylene.
4: I do a jab, and then I move my feet, and then I do a hook into the stomach.
0: Before Jaylene started boxing, she says she was really nervous about it. But now she loves the physicality of it.
4: I just feel the punch going into my hand, and, like, it's just, like, my, my, strong, my strong hand is just going into, like, the punch, and it just feels, like, amazing to me.
0: Jaylene says the boxing club was not what she expected.
4: Like, wow, this is, the ring is very big. When I first came in, I thought it was just going to be, like, bags, and that's it. But and then I saw the ring, and I was just like, wow, that's big.
0: She says boxing has improved many things in her life. She feels healthier, and hitting a punching bag calms her down, she says. She gets her anger out.
4: It's not like a double kind of anger. It's just like an anger like most people have. no medicine ball, all hand
2: weights.
0: Michael Trejo is the other volunteer coach who shows up every day to work with the kids, including two of his own. Let's go, let's go,
2: pick it up.
0: He says the boxing club opens doors in surprising ways.
2: You know, some of these kids get to go to places that, you know, they've ne- some of the kids never even been out of Avenue. I've gone to um, just local towns 30 miles away and I had a kid that never been out of Aveno, not even to go out to eat and we finally convinced his mother to let him out, and he was blown away. Now he's in the Army.
0: There's also the excitement of being able to spar with kids from a big city like L.A. So many kids here can't even imagine doing such a thing, and yet they do.
2: These two people go at it and test their will, and they're going at it toe to toe and sweating, and they're tired, and they keep going, and then some you know, sometimes you're on the other side of the hill, but when you make it up top and you actually get that, you know, that, that kick, I mean, I think that's what drives them. I think, I think that's what keeps them coming back.
0: One kid from the gym recently won the champion silver belt title at the nationals in the middleweight class. Boxing takes grit, Trejo says. It's hard work. And that's what makes it so great.
2: Because, I mean, how many people do you know that play basketball? Tons. How many people do you know play football? Who doesn't want to play football? How many cheerleaders do you know? How many softball players do you know? But how many boxers do you know?
0: He makes a good point. How many boxers do you know? I didn't know any until I got a chance to hang out here at the Kings Boxing Club. Most of the kids who train together at the boxing gym have something else in common. Their parents work in agriculture. Like every other rural town we visited in the other California, Avenal is surrounded by farmland, Where there aren't hills or mountains, there are acres upon acres of pomegranates, pistachios, and almonds. You've probably heard of palm wonderful pomegranate juice or wonderful pistachios. Well, many people in Avenal work for the wonderful company, run by LA billionaires Stuart and Linda Resnick. You can see their stamp on the town right next to the boxing gym, where there's an outdoor exercise park called the Wonderful Fitness Court. The name Avenal comes from the Spanish word avena, which means oats. Spanish explorers came into the valley in the early 1800s. Cheryl Tuttle, a volunteer at the Avenal Historical Museum, says they described the area like this. Wild oats grew here as thick as the hair on a man's arm. That is a strange simile, and the image of a man with arm hair like wild oats is one that I can't get out of my head. If you come into town from the east through the Kettleman Hills, you won't see wild oats as thick as hair on a man's arm anymore, but you will notice a few oil derricks. Avenal used to be an oil town. It's heyday started in 1928, the evening of October 5th, to be exact. That's when oil drillers finally hit black gold. It was a real gusher. It broke the top of the oil derrick and flowed down the hill, and it flowed for about a month. Cheryl says that well was called Elliot No. 1, and with the discovery of oil, Avenal became a boomtown. A two-room schoolhouse was moved from Coalinga, some 20 miles away. The wooden building still stands and is used as the Avenal Recreation Center. But the oil boom ended in the late 1950s with the intrusion of saltwater into the oil reservoir. Decades later, to boost the economy, the community actually pushed for a state prison to be built. It opened in 1987 on Route 33 three miles from town. With the prison, the population of Avenal is around 13,000. From the museum, I follow Cheryl to City Hall, where she introduces me to several people, including the past city manager, Melissa Witten, who happens to be in town. She grew up here, but now lives about 40 minutes away in much larger Hanford. I ask her what she would say about her hometown to someone who had never been here. How would you describe it? Without crying. Oh dear. It's a magical place. It is definitely the star of the West Side. She is homesick. There are still neighbors, there are still neighborhoods, uh, which makes it really, really special. But one thing that I can say I miss is looking out at night and seeing all the stars. Well, there aren't many places you can say that about anymore actually seeing lots of stars when you look up in the sky. And the current city manager, Anthony Lopez, agrees that Avenal is a special place. It's why he returned here after attending Georgetown University. And he's not the only one to boomerang. Sarith Hawk explains. The inside of the Veterans Memorial Hall echoes
5: with the crack of pool balls. Groups of players are clustered around billiard tables pull cues in hand. In another corner, a caller leads a game of Loteria, or Mexican bingo, as players stare intently at the colorful cards in front of them. Avenal's city manager, Anthony Lopez, is here to meet with a city council member to see how the senior and nutrition program is going. But before he has his meeting, he directs me to one end of the bingo table where a woman is knitting.
2: We have one of the founders of Avenal.
5: He introduces me to Donna Curdy, who worked hard to get Avenal Incorporated back in 1979. She started a petition, which turned into a ballot initiative. But we won by 70 votes. Donna was also part of the committee that brought the state prison to Avenal. A lifelong resident, the 86-year-old remains engaged in her community. There she goes, complaining again. (laughs) She didn't think the city was improving quickly enough until Anthony was hired. And now I see he's making changes, and I'm glad to see that. Anthony started this job in 2020 at the height of the pandemic, and he led the effort to make Avenal one of the most highly vaccinated cities in Kings County. 73% of residents are fully vaccinated.
2: My job here is to grow and develop a city I'd be proud to raise a family in.
5: Back in his city office, Antony is met by his two older siblings who also live in Avenal. Their parents, who both immigrated from Mexico, were farm workers. The family is close-knit and driven, especially when it comes to education.
2: You know, I think we've all just kind of tried to set our own paths, but we've all kind of ended up being kind of in the same realm (laughs) regardless.
5: His older brother, Francisco, graduated from Yale. His sister, Leticia, graduated from Wellesley, and Antony from Georgetown. All three were Avenal High School valedictorians. The Lopez siblings are part of a younger generation of Avenal natives taking leadership roles in their community. It's the first thing Francisco noticed when he moved back last year during the pandemic.
2: A lot of my high school friends are either now teachers or principals.
5: Francisco had lived in Phoenix and was most recently in the Bay Area. But then, a great opportunity at a community college in nearby Kalinga brought him home.
2: I'm working at West Hills and that is just kind of an amazing luck for all of it to kind of work together.
5: He now works as West Hills Director of Special Grants, overseeing the National Farmworker Jobs Program that gives training and career support to farmworkers. Unlike Francisco, Leticia returned to Avenal right after college in 2007. It wasn't necessarily my plan. I planned to come and be here for two, three years max, and then leave, Uh, go back to like either Bay Area or LA. But she found a job opportunity in Hanford at Adventist Health, where she works as director of grants. The family works together to connect each other to opportunities and resources. And it was a valley opportunity that exposed all the siblings to some of the country's top universities. It's called the Ivy League Project, and Francisco says it helped him pave the way for Leticia.
2: I was a trailblazer in a lot of ways, um, but I also was just like bumping my head into doors and trying to figure things out.
5: Leticia, meanwhile, blazed her own trail as the first female in her family to go to college. She also took part in another college program that allowed students to attend Berkeley for the summer. She was only 14, so her parents were reluctant to let her go. The culture is different. Um, They didn't like me being alone and, you know, living in this house with, like, people they don't know. (laughs) But it was the kind of challenge she needed, she says. Exposure is really important, um, and that's why I always tell people, like, if you have a a chance to do this, do it. You know, especially if it's free, especially if it's, you know, going to take you outside that box. Education is what allowed the siblings to leave Avenal to discover new ideas and places. But it's also what brought them back to invest in their hometown. For The Other California, I'm Sarith Hawk in Avenal.
0: That theme we've heard from so many of the small towns we've visited a good education is worth more than, well, black gold. Avenal has a program that allows students to take college classes while still in high school. Madi Bolaños takes it from here.
3: Jesus Perez has always been academically inclined.
2: Because growing up, I've always loved school, and school is like a passion for me, so it's not like something I feel like I have to do. I feel like it's something that I want to do.
3: And he's always wanted to go to college, but his parents hadn't been, so he wasn't sure what to expect a dual enrollment program between Avenal High School, where he's a senior, and West Hills Community College in nearby Kalinga has answered many of his questions.
2: This program gives me so many resources and um, opportunities to navigate this process.
3: Jesus' story is exactly why the program was created, for kids who grow up in a rural area and may be the first in their family to go to college, says program director and assistant principal Victoria Gornick. Her father helped create the program nearly 10 years ago. They're able to get exposure to different courses that we might not offer as a campus. And the courses that they're taking actually fulfills their A through G requirements for high school. Classes needed to complete high school like math, science, and language arts, and the classes are taught right on campus. Gornick says the school tries to enroll every student in at least one dual immersion class. Right now, there are 320 students enrolled in one of the three pathways provided. Just because our students are from a rural area doesn't mean that they can achieve and continue to be exposed to uh, rigorous curriculum and be exposed to those work-based learning experiences. There are three tracks students can take. One leads to a possible apprenticeship with the wonderful company. Another allows students to take a year of college classes before they leave high school. And the most rigorous pathway is the plant science AA degree. That's the one 16-year-old Emilio Nunez is doing. The junior started the program the summer before his freshman year and takes classes year-round. He also works in the fields to make some extra cash.
4: I work with my mom, so it's kind of fine. I like helping her out at, at work as much as I can. So there's some times when I'm finished with my like side of my row, my row of the grapes, and I kind of go over there and help her out as
3: well. Emilio's parents immigrated from Mexico over 20 years ago, and they're both farm workers. His dad is a foreman, and his mom works seasonally. But Emilio says that life is too hard.
4: It's, it's really exhausting because the heat really the heat really bothers me.
3: That's one reason he's so diligent. He plans to go to Fresno State and then become an ag contractor, hopefully employing his dad. Meanwhile, Jesus, the senior, applied to five UCs and three CSUs, and he's been accepted by all of them.
2: But I just know I want to go to law school.
3: And just this week, he decided to accept an offer from UCLA. For The Other California, I'm Adipo Laños in Avenal.
0: And that's The Other California. Next week, we take a break from visiting small towns to talk to a writer who knows the San Joaquin Valley as well as anyone. Mark Arax, the author of several books, including The Dreamt Land, Chasing Water and Dust Across California. This episode was produced by me, Alice Daniel, mixing and sound design by Rob Spate, with editorial help from Polly Stryker, web support from Alex Burke, technical support from Don Weaver, Joe Moore is our president and general manager. Special thanks to the KVPR News team, Madi Balanos, Sarith Hawk, Carrie Klein, and Kathleen Schock, and musician Omar Nooray. You've been listening to The Other California.